Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Winter 2020-2021 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number 10, intended for February 7th, 2021, the lesson entitled Age Does Not Matter. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there, we've got several, a uh, couple of different passages we're going to look at. First Acts chapter 15, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and 2 Timothy chapter 4. But before we look at those passages, a young man named Landon heard the sermon entitled, Is This That? spoken by Pastor Sam Emery at North American Youth Congress in 2017. And since then, Landon has listened to that message nearly 30 times because Is This That? was the turning point in his walk with God. He came home more than just inspired. He came home transformed. Landon has prayed each day since that July day in 2017. When he's sick, he prays. When each day's ending, he goes to his room, closes his eyes in prayer. He wakes up early before school going so he can pray. He, his father testified that his prayer life has been like clockwork. Landon prays around 20 minutes every morning, 20 more minutes right after school, and 20 more minutes before bed. He intercedes for missionaries, for his church, for his city, for his friends, and for his family. And while Landon has been praying, God has been listening. The church he attends in Kokomo, Indiana, has outgrown their building and is building another Landon has prayed for courage, and God's given him courage to co-lead a Project 7 Bible club in his high school. He was teaching high schoolers the Word of God when he was a middle schooler, and 18-year-old high school seniors listened to him and looked up to him. Landon is making an eternal difference in his church, his school, his city, and his home. He's inspiring others to pursue God simply by pursuing God himself. And as of when this little article and story was written, Landon is 14 years old. We're going to look at this lesson today, just simply entitled, Age Does Not Matter. The focus thought, we must encourage and believe in young people who desire to do the work of God. Let's look in our Bibles and let's see what God's Word would have to say to us today. All right, let's look in the Bible here today. Let's look in Acts chapter 15. We're going to read at verse 36 and through verse 40. Verse 36 says, And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. 
1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 12 through verse 14. 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. And then one more verse, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 11. Paul wrote this to Timothy. He said, only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And our focus verse is 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Remember again, the focus thought for this lesson and this passage we're going to look at. We must encourage and believe in young people who desire to do the work of God. Believe it or not, Maybe you can't remember the time. I barely remember the time. And maybe some of you are living at that age right now, but we were all young people at some point. We were all maybe in a youth group or uh, around young people who were in church, or maybe you weren't in church as a young person, but now you see young people in the church and how important it is that we encourage them and believe in them, these young people who face such difficult times, times that some of us who are a little older Times we never faced and times we probably never even saw or anticipated, never saw it coming. We need to encourage young people. Interesting group of passages here that we're just going to look at briefly for the next few minutes. In Acts chapter 15, we find Paul and Barnabas who are getting ready to go again on another missionary journey and go visit some churches and preaching points they've established to encourage the, the, the believers and preach the word of the Lord and just kind of see how everybody's doing. And Barnabas turns to Paul and says, Paul, I'd like, I'd like to take Mark with us again. And immediately Paul remembered the last time John Mark came with him. He was, they were traveling, they were going about, they were, they were busy, they were, they, were, they were seeing some great results, but for some reason John Mark decided to go back home. I don't know if he's one of those young people that gets, and, and I understand if this is John Mark, I, I never liked staying away from home. I never liked going to camps and never liked going to camp outs and, and spending the night away from home. I just was that, I was a homebody and I didn't like it. And, and I, I was uncomfortable at times. But, and so I understand John Mark, he's, he, just for some reason, he decided he didn't want to be on the missionary journey anymore. He didn't want to be there with him. He wanted to go home. He was a young man. And we don't know the exact reasons why. Many people speculate what it could have been. But perhaps it was just that John Mark was young and he wasn't ready to be away from home. We don't know. But we find this young man turning back. And here Barnabas wants to give him another chance. And Paul's like, nope, he messed up last time. He's not coming. We're not coming. And the Bible here in this, in, in this passage in Acts they said the conversation between Paul and Barnabas over John Mark got so heated, so heated. These two were going back and forth. These two great men of God. Now, maybe this probably was not their 
and it wasn't their brightest and their their most glorious hour as Christians, as disciples, as believers. It wasn't the best of examples they were setting for others. They this was not their best moment, but it got so heated and so confrontational that Paul and Barnabas, who had traveled and established churches and works and had done so well. Paul and Barnabas decided, we're splitting up. I can't go with you anymore, Paul said. Barnabas said, I can't go with you anymore. And they split up, and Barnabas took Mark with him and went to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas, and they departed on their travels. I'm going to ask this question, and I'm not going to fully answer the question, at least my particular answer. You can answer it in your head. You can answer it however you do when we when we do these questions in this podcast, but I'm going to kind of give my and my full answer here in just a few minutes but i want to ask the question first why are second chances so important why are second chances so important how many times have you gotten a second chance in a situation how many times has god given you a second chance a third chance or a fourth chance or a fifth chance or a sixth chance or a 25th chance or a 50th chance why are second chances so important well, I think in stepping away even from this scripture passage, which I want to give an answer from the scripture passage in a little bit, but stepping away from the from the scripture passage, I think second chances are important because all of us make mistakes. Second chances are important because sometimes we don't get it right the first time or the second time. We 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 mess up. We maybe our maybe our mind and our hearts just not in it sometimes. Like John and we just John Mark and we decide just just I don't want to do it right now and you give up. Or, or maybe you mess up. You make a mistake. You do something. You say something wrong. It's so important that we have second chances, and we ought to be gracious towards people when they mess up and make mistakes because we've needed second chances before, and we ought to give them a second chance especially young people who were learning, who were, who were trying to make their way. You're trying to, and you know, and many of them, psychologists and doctors that tell us part of their brains aren't even fully function until their mid-20s. Uh, so we, we've got, we have to be compassionate and caring and people deserve second chances. People deserve, well, maybe that's not the right word. People don't maybe deserve them. I don't deserve a second chance. But we ought to give people second chances because we need second chances at times. I'm going to come back and, and reference this in a minute, but that's kind of my outside Bible ref, uh, answer to why are second chances important. Maybe you've got an answer. What, why do you think second chances are important? How have you seen second chances minister to you in your life? Who have you given a second chance to? And maybe they end up disappointing you again, but maybe maybe they came around and, 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 and they improved and they did better the next time. Second chances are so important. Paul then writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Let me, let me read these three verses. He's writing to Timothy, his son in the gospel, Timothy's pastor in the church there. And he says this, "...has let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word, conversation, charity, spirit, faith, purity." Till I come, give attendance to reading, exhortation to doctrine. Don't neglect the gift that's in you, which was given you by prophecy with laying on the hands of the presbytery. How are we an example to others? How are you an example to other people? I know he's specifically talking to Timothy, who's a young man here. Don't know how old he might have been. I'd speculate, but 
How are we example to others? How is how was Paul saying Timothy? This is how you need to be an example. And I think we need to take take notice here. This is a way we can be example to to believers, to other church folk, to other saints, and I believe also to those who aren't in church. This is how can we be an example? He lists some things here. Be an example in word and in conversation. Be an example in word. Be an example in how you talk and how you speak. Be an example in the things you say. Be an example in the way you talk to people. I think it's so important that we are careful how we talk to people. What we say to people. The words we use. The tone we use. We ought to be an example in word. In how we speak and what we say. It ought to bring honor and glory to God and it ought to be an an example and encourage people. And if we can't control them, and I'm sorry, people who can't control their mouths, they just say certain things and they say whatever they want to say and then they just say, well, that's just how I am. That's just who I am. I'm just outspoken. I'm just the way. If that's who you are, get the Holy Ghost again. (laughs) I mean, be an example in word, in what you say. Of course, we all don't say the right thing all the time. And we're not going to be perfect, and we're going to mess up, and we're going to say things we shouldn't say. But we ought to readily admit it when we mess up. And we ought to try harder the next time to say the right thing, to speak the right word. So he says, be an example in word. Then he says, be an example in conversation. Well, that seems like redundant in word and in conversation. But the word conversation, when you, when you look at this word in the Greek, the original language, that means in, in your lifestyle, just in the way you live and the way you act. Be an example in, in, in how you act and in what you do and what people see you do. Let, let people, when they see you, let, let, them, let them see Jesus. Let them be pointed towards the cross. Let them be pointed towards the Lord. Let, let them see. Be an example in your conversation. Be an example in charity. Show love to people. Show kindness to people. Be an example in your spirit and faith and purity. Be an example in your excitement and your exuberance. Be an example in your faith. Be an example in how you live a pure life. I think that purity just kind of sums up in word, conversation, charity, spirit, and faith, doesn't it? Be pure. Be righteous in what you do and say and how you live. Be holy in the things that you do. Paul said, don't don't let any man despise you because you're young. Okay, first of all, don't let anybody look at you because of the age you are. And I know it's talking specifically about young here, but if you're older, don't let anybody despise you because of the age you're at either. Don't let anybody despise you because of your age, whether they think you're too young or whether they think you're too old. That is not a disqualifier. Let no man despise your youth, despise your age. Okay, so you don't have to let people despise, don't let me tear you down and tell you you can't do something or you can't be used of God because you're too young or you're too old. But he says, but do what you can do. Be an example in what you say, how you live, in the love you show, in your exuberation, in your faith, and in your life, in, in being holy and righteous and pure. That's how we're to be an example. And then look at verse 11. Here's where I'm going to tie it back into the Acts passage here a second ago. First, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says this. He writes to Timothy. He says, only Luke is with me. Everybody else had abandoned him. Everybody else had walked out. Everybody else had gotten busy and doing other things. He said, only Luke is with me. He said, but get Mark and bring him with you, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. 
He is profitable. This is the same Mark who abandoned Paul a long time before. And Paul argued with Barnabas, says, I don't want John Mark. I don't want him to come. He already abandoned me once. I'm not going to give him another chance to do it. And he takes Silas and they, and they split up. He, he and Barnabas split up. But here in 2 Timothy 4, time has passed. And I think Paul maybe softened up a little bit in his old age, maybe matured a little bit spiritually as much as Paul needed to mature spiritually. But he looked and he said, bring Mark. I've heard some good things about him. I, I wish I had given him another chance when he was younger. I heard some good things about him. I think he'd be profitable from now. If he, if he would come, would you bring Mark with you? Let me ask this question. Why is it important to have patience with young people? Why is it important? Why do you think it's important that we have patience with young people? Of course, we need to have patience with everybody. You have patience with those who are older than you, who are patience with your peers, patience with your spouse, patience with your kids. But specifically looking at this and thinking about this lesson today, why do you think it's so important? Why should we show much patience with young people? Well, first of all, they're, they're developing, right? They're growing, they're maturing, they're learning. They don't know everything. They're looking to us as, as examples to them. We need to be examples in faith, in purity, in love, in conversation, in word, right? We need to be the examples. Now, Paul challenged the young people to be the examples, but they, they need to see an example to them. The young people need to, need, to, need to be able to look up to an example. So we need to be an example to them and patient with them so that God can use them. We can encourage them to be used of God. So let's be an example to the young people. Let's be an example to those uh, coming up behind us or maybe those up, up ahead of us. Really, we're saying age does not matter, and it's talking specifically about young people, but you know what? Age does not matter whether older or younger. We ought to still be an example. We ought to still reach out to them. What a couple of things we could do here to apply this to our lives this week. First of all, there are young, is there a certain young person you could pray for this week? Do you to find somebody and pray for them? Then secondly, is there a young person you could reach out to and encourage this week and encourage them in their walk with God? I challenge you to do those things. I believe there's somebody we can reach out to and encourage and let them not despise their youth, but be an example to what, what is happening. Let them be an example in these last days. Show them the way. Be an example to them. So is there some young person you could pray for this week and some young person you could reach out to and challenge them and encourage them in Jesus' name? Lord, we're so thankful for you and thankful for your word, your spirit. Thank you, God, for the young people that you've placed in our lives that are full of energy and vigor and, and just excitement. And God, and, and sometimes I know that they, they, they don't know which direction to go and what direction to take, but help us to be an example to them. Help us to reach, reach them and encourage them, be patient with them. God, whoever they may be, or, or, if, or if we're the younger person, help us to be an example to those who are older than us. Let us all be examples, encourage one another, and strengthen one another. I pray your spirit help us. Give revival to us, I pray. Let your power and your spirit rest upon us. Let your will be done in each one of our lives. God, I pray your hand rest upon us. Help us to please and honor you. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, 
visit us today at pentecostalpublishing.com.